It's so close I can almost taste it. Uh, taste what? Easter candy. The f- Easter flowers. Oh, we have and a lot of flowers coming, don't we? We do. I, I love it when they all get dropped off and the whole building starts to smell like spring. It's a very exciting time. Do you know uh, which flowers give the best smell of Easter? The hydrangea. Hydrangea don't have much smell. But they're, well, that, they're beautiful <laughs> and they last for a long time if you water them. The lily. Uh, Easter lilies have some smell, yes. Not the tulips. It's primarily the hyacinth. That's what I was going to say. I knew it started with an H. Sure. The hyacinth. Hyacinth are smelly. Good good smelly. As in St. Hyacinth? Yes, the parish is named after the flower. No. (laughs) Hi, everybody. Welcome to Flowers with Michael and Father Herb. Uh, Flowers are us. 23 minutes. All you need to know about your springtime flowers. Uh, Yeah, this is great. It's going to be exciting. Here we are, midst of Holy Week, and Easter is coming. I'm excited to sing uh, the Gloria again. Oh, yes. And But remember, remember, folks, he's introducing a brand new Gloria. Oh, yes. That we will know by the end of Easter season. It's going to be great. Hang on for the ride, friends. All new things are better. That's my slogan. <laughs> no, I, I'm I'm excited about it. We've been having some extra rehearsals, trying to get the band ready. Uh, I've asked and, this uh, before. Do you guys rehearse? We, <laughs> does it not sound that way? It does, doesn't it? I am. No, I, no, no, no. I'm I totally kidding. Understand. I'm kidding. We do. Uh, so this mass setting again. We talked about it a few weeks ago. It's called the Mass of Saint Killian, and uh, it was written specifically for the Easter season. So we'll have brass this weekend. Oh, and, that's good. Yeah. I've been waiting for that. Well, here, it's been over two years. Here it is. Do, do you remember Easter of 2020? I I don't remember much of that. I try to block it as much of it out as that I was can. during the lockdown time. Yes. Uh, nobody was in church except for our same three people or five people that we had. Yeah. We had Zach and Sister Anne Mary to do scripture readings. Yes. We had Hillary she uh, as a cantor. Uh, let's see, Scott was running the cameras. Yes, he was. The other Scott was kind of like the, the guardsman in the back, making he, sure that... Uh, he was the bouncer. The bouncer. And who did I skip? Deb. Deb was doing the, the sound. Audio, yep. And you were playing, what do you call that? The harpsichord. The harpsichord. <laughs> <laughs> I was... Hey, now, that's that, that's a digital piano. Does it have a harpsichord voice Oh, sure. It? It's got about 200 voices on it. And you can download more. I never have, but there are other sound samples you can put on it. Oh, I want. I, actually, I don't like harpsichord. Okay, that friends, much. we'll do all of Easter I, in a Baroque style with harpsichord. I don't really like harpsichord. Vivaldi on <laughs> Easter. I consider it done. Okay, right. and, and that mass is going to take place uh, on Sunday at. 4.30 p.m. <laughs> when Father Herb is taking <laughs> when, the, his when the church is locked. Easter afternoon nap. Anyway, here it is. It, it is exciting. It's going to be fun this weekend. I'm really looking forward to it. I'm, I'm excited about uh, the, the possibilities of uh, different people participating. Uh, just so you know the plan, Holy Thursday is at 7 o'clock p.m. Yes. Good Friday is at 7 o'clock p.m. And we're doing a little twist on that. Just a, I mean, not a twist, a little highlight. Like a little sprig of lemon. No, no, yeah. Father Father Joe, Father Joe Wigman is going to be the homilist. 
for Good oh, Friday. This is brand new information for me. For you, I have not I, heard I've, this I've, yet. I've known about it. Well, you were. Uh, who knows where you were? You <laughs> okay? Uh, this is great. I'm excited. Yeah. So Father Joe is going to give the homily. Great. Uh, I will be doing the other presiding parts. Okay. On. At the Easter Vigil, there might be two or three priests here. I'm not quite sure who's coming for the Vigil, but I will be presiding. On Easter morning, we have two Masses scheduled at 8.30. Father Jeff Rose will be having the Mass in the church, and I will be having the 8.30 Mass in Roncalli. Mm -hmm. At 10 o'clock, I will be in the church, and Father Jeff will be in Roncalli. Switcheroo. Switcheroo. And at 11.45, Father Al will be here for the Mass in the Church. Oh, that, that's also new information to me. Wow, I'm learning you know so what? much today. You, you snooze, you lose. I guess so. <laughs> I'm just going to stay at the piano. If all else fails, if I stay in my and, spot. And who's leading the music in Roncalli? Uh, Allison Esposito will be in Roncalli Hall. Wonderful. Yeah, did, it'll did, be great. Did we get the piano tuned? It's being tuned this week. Great. So th things are really happening. It's all coming here. together. It's kind of exciting, really. It's not quite as, as exciting as the poems being delivered last week live, live. on the podcast. <laughs> but who knows? The, we're still in the ba in the infancy of this episode. Anything could happen for us. And maybe they'll deliver the Easter candle. We're still <laughs> waiting for that. There we go. Otherwise, it's going to be Easter candle 2021 part, is, part two. <laughs> is anybody else showing up that I should be aware of? Uh I think that's, that's it. That's it. Okay. Jesus in the Eucharist. Yeah, right. Great. Can't wait. That's the best part anyway. Okay, so we have a Mass, the readings for Easter Vigil. There's an extended uh, Liturgy of the Word, up to as many as nine Scripture readings. We will be choosing a couple from the Old Testament, an Epistle and a Gospel. Mm -hmm. Then on Easter, that's at the Vigil. On the morning, it's a different Gospel reading, and that's the one we're going to read right now. So let me read it since I let you read the Palm Sunday Gospel. We're in John chapter 20, verses 1 to 9. By the way, that's kind of important to keep it in mind that this is from John's Gospel because he references himself. Well, that's a little egotistical, don't you think? Well, not the way he did it. Oh, okay. L listen closely and you'll see. I'm all ears. On the first day of the week, Mary of Magdala came to the tomb early in the morning while it was still dark, and saw the stone removed from the tomb. So she ran and went to Simon Peter and to the other disciple whom Jesus loved and told them, They have taken the Lord from the tomb, and we don't know where they put him. So Peter and the other disciple went out and came to the tomb. They both ran, but the other disciple ran faster than Peter and arrived at the tomb first. He bent down and saw the burial cloths there, but did not go in. When Simon Peter arrived after him, he went into the tomb and saw the burial cloths there and the cloth that had covered his head, not with the burial cloths, but rolled up in a separate place. Then the other disciple also went in, the one who had arrived at the tomb first, and he saw and believed, for they did not yet understand the scripture that he had to rise from the dead." The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. I see where I see where what he did there. So he wrote it, and so he did not say Peter and myself or Peter and I. But I like the way he he pitched it. 
the, and to the other disciple whom Jesus loved. And he outran Peter. I love that. I was there first. Yeah. They, I'm going to, in your, in your memoir, when I write, well, no, I guess I'll write one about you. It'll be, you know, Sister Anne Mary was there and the other employee whom Father Herb loved, <laughs> parentheses, even more. Uh, That's not what he said here, though. The, sure. Yeah. No, you don't have favorites. I don't have favorites. But there's only one you do a podcast with. That, <laughs> I'll keep that in mind. But but it's but it's also deferential. He arrived first. He was younger than Peter. Yeah. He arrived. Was it? Was he? Oh, John was much younger. He was the youngest of the apostles. That was, that's clearly accepted. The baby of the of yeah, the group. Yep. Yeah. Okay. So he arrived first, but he did not go in. That's the point I was going to try to make. Interesting that he's the youngest and that he is by far the most complex of the gospel, the four Gospels that we have. Well, partly because it was not written by him alone. Sure. But that's, that is, would be a really good tangent. Uh, it's referenced to him, the Gospel of John. Mm-hmm. All four Gospels are referenced to someone. Sure. And Matthew is the apostle, also known as Levi. But did he really write it? We don't know. Sure. But it could have been written by some of his followers. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mark and Luke, were neither one of them was an apostle. Uh, John was certainly an apostle, and he may have started writing it, or he worked with his school. They often refer to it as a school, the ones who worked with him mm-hmm. and helped him put things on paper and uh the gospel of john you're correct is very complex yeah it's always the hardest to digest well there's some sections that are just powerful and you just want to like uh the entire section uh the farewell discourse i love that you know that's where i am the vine you are the branches i love that kind of thing or yeah. I, I do not leave you as orphans out you know i will send my spirit my advocate mm-hmm. all of that comes from that that's really really powerful but there's other parts where you sort of think that um okay what's he really trying to say sure well let's go back to that that initial point you made about he was the first one there but he didn't go inside because he's showing respect for Peter. Uh, not just because Peter was an elder, yeah. like you show respect for me. Uh, you you I do, don't you? I have the utmost respect for you. Sure. I okay. do. Okay, I'll do. take your word for it. Yeah. <laughs> I hope but, my actions have showed that. Oh, uh, yeah, that's clear to everybody. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but no, it's also because Peter already had the status as the leader of the apostles. Sure. And uh, and that seemed to be borne out through the all the the whole early church and even to this day. Can I speculate a little bit? Surely. I, this is pure, just as an aside for my own observation. Do you think maybe another reason he didn't go inside was because he was a little bit afraid? No. You don't think so? No. Why? What was he afraid of? What he was going to find. Afra- afraid of the unknown? But but he's the one who says, it says, for they did not understand the scripture. But the line before that, then the other disciple also went in, the one who had arrived at the tomb first, and he saw and believed. But I think, so just sticking with my point here, and I, I'm not saying it's right, I'm just going with it. If, if it were me, and I would go there, and I, I have the option of going in or the option of staying out, 
if I stay out, I don't really know what happened. I'm still in a a a place of freedom to be ignorant to the whole thing. If I go in and he's in there, well then that's a major thing that I need but, to But they expected to him to be in. Right. So if I go in and he's not in there, holy cow, what does that mean? And well, will I believe it? That is the point. Yes. So they he believed not by seeing the risen Christ, uh-huh. but by not seeing the risen Christ or the dead Christ. Sure. He believed because he saw an empty tomb. Yeah. I think that's the power of the... It's really fascinating to me that old saying, and I think I'm going to use this in my homily for Easter. But Oh, for, here's but, a preview. But, but if you guys are planning to come to church... And you don't want to hear it. You can go to see, uh, go to Father Jeff's mass or Father Al's mass. <laughs> but I'm going to talk about. We we use that phrase. Seeing is believing. Yeah. But what did he see? Nothing. He didn't see nothing. He saw the burial cloth. Yeah. He saw the empty tomb. He saw something that said, "This is not what we anticipated, but it is good." We saw, he saw the, I won't say barrenness, it's not barren. Yeah. The empty, the the tomb could not contain him. Sounds like some of your songs, you know, he escaped the grave or. Uh, sure. Mike sure. would have this little thing about <laughs> contemporary songs. How many times can you rhyme something with grave? There's, there's a, a plethora of words. But they keep saying, you know, I'm saved from the grave. How often does that phrase show up in contemporary Christian songs? Me and my brother Dave, We're he's saved. my fave, <laughs> <laughs> hanging out at the grave. Um, I think, again, pure speculation, there must have been a sense of relief. Can you imagine, again, standing outside, I'm just, I'm feeling his anxiety for him. And I know you said you don't think he was anxious. I think he was. He's standing outside the tomb. Peter's not there yet, his leader, right? So here he is, the youngest. His leader's not there. He's not really sure what's going on. And he goes in, and there must have been this immense sense of relief. Like, everything that Jesus pointed to came true. I think you could take it the other way. Go for it. That's the beauty of the scripture. That he was confronted with the possibility that because it was empty that Mary of Magdala was correct. They have taken my Lord and I don't know where they have put him. Mm -hmm. That was her, her phrase, right? Yes. Well, and the line that just follows that, it says that he saw and believed, but immediately past that, it says for they did not yet understand the scripture, right? That he had to rise from the dead. Can you imagine uh, a, a friend of mine, this was years ago, a friend of mine, uh, was down in Columbus. She didn't live there, but she had to go to Columbus. She spent time. I guess that's where her father lived. And she was at the hospital with him, and he died. And so they they took his body to the funeral home. So she went to the funeral home to make arrangements, and the people at the funeral home said, we don't have his body. <laughs> Uh-oh. Uh-oh. It was, and they, she couldn't find his her father's body. Turned out they sent him to the wrong funeral home. 
it was a big hospital and somehow there was a little miscommunication. Yeah. Now, when she was telling me the story, she was laughing about it. She sure. said, we couldn't find dad. Right. Uh, <laughs> however, the anxiety was there like, oh, he's not where he's supposed to be. Where is he? Sure. She did not come to the conclusion, he's not where he's supposed to be, so he's risen from the dead. Sure. Okay, so I'm going to go back on my previous statement then. I don't think he was relieved after we've analyzed this a bit. See, I was going the other way. You were persuading me. I, I was starting to think that, oh, maybe he was afraid to go in. I think he was more nervous. I'm, I'm putting myself in his shoes. I think he was nervous to go in, and then when he went in, he believed, but he was still nervous because he didn't really understand yet. That's my final answer. Well, understanding, you know, it says he believed. Uh, you don't understand, but you believe? Yeah. I th uh, can you believe without understanding? I think that in some ways is faith. We don't fully, uh, okay, Eucharist. We don't fully understand the complexity of the Eucharist but we still believe in And I think there are some people who confuse the two and they think they've got to have it figured out before they can believe. Sure. But so, you don't have to. No. We 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 believe uh we believe by believing. You can't convince somebody to believe. You choose to believe. Hmm. I um I'm very glad we've we've dissected this a bit today. We've we've gone back and forth quite a bit. This has been fun. That's why we're such good uh, oh. <laughs> podcast partners. I, I don't know. I feel like we've we've been riding this roller coaster. I I think though, ju just kind of analyzing this, this is a gr it's been a great way to once again appreciate really the complexity and the seriousness of what it is taking place in this scripture passage. And so many times we think, of, you know, what do we open the podcast with today? Oh, we get the flowers for the church, and it's a great day on Easter, and we dress up, and we go to church, and it feels good, and then we're with our family, and, you know, make the ham, whatever it may be. But this is a miraculous event, and if we really believe that it forever changed the course of human history and salvation, this is way more than a day that we put pretty flowers in the church and show up. Well, it's, yes, definitely. The problem is that we can't comprehend it, so we have to do the next best thing we can do, which is not bad at all, is namely to celebrate it. Yeah. You can celebrate the event without comprehending it. And we celebrate uh, that our Lord is alive. Mm -hmm. You were singing the, uh, this was off offline, of course, you were singing the uh, Hallelujah Chorus from Handel's oh, Messiah. I was, I was trying. You were doing all four parts. <laughs> well, before we recorded, Sister Ann Mary came in, and I told her she could do sound effects on the podcast, like the old school radio programs. And I, But I said, what would the sound effect be for Easter? And I said, you'd have to sing the Hallelujah Chorus in the background. Oh, is that what you were talking about? Yeah. I just heard the chorus. And then I said, or you could come up with a, a sound effect for rolling the stone. Oh, okay. Uh, we'll have to... We'll, have you ever watched those videos where it's like a the sound effects studio oh, yeah, for yeah, film right. and the materials they use to get different sounds on on a film are so fun to see. Of course, nowadays if you say "roll away the stone," I think of Indiana Jones the you, the, <laughs> o, the opening of the first movie where sure. there's the big boulder chasing him out of the out of the the cave. I don't think that was I don't think no, that was it. I, that wasn't it. So this was a different stone. At least I'm assuming it could. I didn't see it with my own eyes. Roll it away. I'm not John or Peter or Mary. 
Or Harrison Ford. Or, <laughs> or Harrison Ford. Very, very good. All right. Anything else you want to say about this gospel reading? I think I think we've done a really good job of, well, of as I said, dissecting. It, Jesus is the main character of this story without appearing. Isn't that great? And you know what? I told you we read a different gospel reading for the Easter vigil. Yeah. And it is from Luke's gospel, chapter 24. And the same thing happens. This is the same story. It's the same, well, different account. Oh. But it's also Jesus is not visible. The, the three women come to the tomb because they're going to bring some spices. Mm-hmm. And it was empty. So be, between the, the two accounts, in neither one of the two accounts did Jesus show up. And yet that is the creedal statement that we use at Easter. So we, be, and I've been, that's what I've been meditating on for several weeks, how we believe because of what we do not see. It, so I said, uh, seeing is believing, but wait a minute, what are we seeing? So to exemplify this, Father Herb is just not going to show up on Easter. And then <laughs> do they believe there is a Father Herb? <laughs> he is a Father Herb. Hey, w- one more thing that just struck me as I was looking at the text one more time. I've always pictured this happening in daylight in my mind's eye but it clearly says on the third line of this gospel reading while it was still dark so i have to put the whole thing in night mode yes you got to reframe your mind but think about back to our original story about what was he what was he feeling things are always much more tense and anxious at night than they are during the day for sure and when that first glimmer of light comes over the horizon And that's why we have sunrise service. By the time we're finished reading the gospel, there's light. But we don't have Figuratively speaking. (laughs) We'll be getting at 8.30 on Easter Sunday when the sun is already up in the sky. All right, friends, this is going to be good. You don't want to miss it. It's Easter Sunday. You know the story. Holy Week is here. We'll see you.